Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. that just so we could have that as a fucking <laughs> so uh man i you guess see, uh, you see that to... sorry do you see that loading like do you was that there last time on the chat sorry to interrupt you i feel like it was more organic if we just started like this <laughs> you see that loading is it is it loading you see that is it, is it going to show us the time is this a new update i don't on know Discord? because this is like Mine just updated too, and then on the other one it says jump to DM. Uh, let me see. What are cool. y'all talking? What are y'all talking? If you about? open open the Discord chat, it looks like it's like gonna show us the recording in the Discord chat. It's pretty. Yeah, neat. it's like listening conversation. I will record a. Oh, regular. Well, it says there. stop. You don't see that? It says stop recording yeah. the button. That's pretty neat. Anyway, sorry. fire. I hope that works. That'd be sick. Anyway, me sorry, too. Man. I don't know what it is, but because I'm on my iPad and I really don't want to. Uh, it's on the Craig thing. How is it on the iPad? Is it? Is it it's it... it's it's not bad. Like I mean, Do I you have, have your mic little... hooked up. Yeah, I got a I got a adapter, one of those adapters that the USB C adapter. Wow. So I so I could put in an HDMI, a uh, USB, and a USB C. So I I like my iPad, but like the camera is on the left side when you set it down. So I'm always to the left. Like, how do y'all battle? Like, because David is perfect right now. Like, he's center. That's a great picture. Oh, see, you didn't see when I was struggling right now. When me and Alejandro first got on, I turned on my camera. I was like, oh, my God, this angle sucks, dude. And so I had to, like, just fuck around with it. So yours is, like, turned, like, sideways. Like, you're not even looking at the screen straight on. Like, it's turned. No? Uh, well, well, I have it. What Wide. is it? La- landscape? Yeah, landscape. I have it turned la- turn landscape, and I kind of have it leaning on my, like I have a um, notes. a case. Okay. But if I were to put it fully on the case, it'll be like looking up too much at me. So I have it kind okay. of slightly leaning against the legs of my monitor, just yeah. kind of jimmied it a little bit to where it's straight. And I'm like, wow, this angle is actually not that bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've been kind of using my la- uh, my iPad recently as a as a laptop full-time laptop I guess you could say trying it out yeah. it's not bad it's really not bad um it's a few things that it's kind of like bleh but it's just not as convenient right like you're not like it's super seamless but it's it feels like limited almost yeah um yeah so just depending on what you're doing it just doesn't have the full just smoothness of a laptop. Uh, yeah, it doesn't like but, feel like it. I don't know what it is. Like I can't describe it, but I know but what you're like, saying. But Mia has her MacBook right now with her, and I was like, I'd rather do this on the – I'd rather use the iPad than the old MacBook because it just – it's just it's, – it's, it's getting up there in the age. and Yeah, dude. Got to get a new one. I'd rather just use the iPad, but here we are. What's today? June twentieth. June twentieth. Dog. The Warriors are. The Warriors are NBA Finals champs again. Wow. Steph Curry finally won that coveted NBA Finals MVP. I mean, let's hear it for him. Come on. Yeah, no. Yeah, sure, clap. Ooh, no, yeah. you're not clapping yeah. for that. Come on. I mean, it's a big accomplishment in his career. Like, I give a shit, you know, about the Warriors, right? Like, my team didn't lose. I don't care. Clap for the guy. <laughs> but man, just it. I'm sad. I mean, <laughs> yes, my team didn't lose. I didn't have a horse in the race but y'all know how much i really didn't want the warriors to win i really didn't and kudos to them kudos steve kerr clay thompson 
Clay Thompson, what is this? His four, fourth in a row being healthy? <laughs> Dude doesn't – or no, it was like his fourth finals in a row or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately Boston felt like just their inexperience probably showed. Um, Jason Tatum didn't step up, which kind of sucks because everybody was clowning him as far as the Kobe thing goes. Um, that was brutal on social media seeing that all the yeah. memes created. It was brutal. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy because he he is a awesome player, superstar in the league. It's just it happens sometimes. I saw a comparison there comparing like LeBron James' first finals versus Jason Tatum's first finals, and like for the most part, Jason Tatum's stats were better. But I was like, didn't uh, he have thirteen points in Game Six? Jason Tatum? Yeah. I believe so. In the closeout game? So he's comparable to 2007 Braun, really? I didn't know that. Well, Braun got swept. Braun got swept. Mm. So, okay. But at the same time, you got to remember, Braun was playing with, he was probably like 24 years old, playing with a wheelchair, a guy in a wheelchair, a crack addict, a broom, Paul Broom, you know, he, against the Dynasty Spurs, you know, it's whatever. But... I think, but the main point of that was like, don't be too hard on Jason Tatum. He's still young. It was his first yeah. finals. Hopefully he can get back there. Um, but yeah, the Golden State Warriors champs once again, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Man, I just, I just don't know, man. Honestly, I'm glad basketball se- when when that happened I was like I'm glad basketball season's over. Like I'm I'm like I was kind of I was kind of done. I don't know if that was just me. I was just done with it already. Man. So negative. Starting off, don't like the team that won. Glad basketball's over. Man, David, is everything all right? Did you have a good weekend? Father's Day not treat you well. Man, mo- moving moving has been draining me honestly. Yeah, it's been leaking over into your takes. The sadness. Into my takes. I can feel the pain in your voice. Congratulations to the Warriors winning another championship. The Celtics did not deserve it, unfortunately. They were the worst team. Golden State Warriors, the best team in the league, man. Like We were talking about the, the Suns and a lot of other teams that were in the running there. I thought my, Miami, I think, would have given the Golden State Warriors a much better fight. I believe so. Just because it just felt like at the end of the series, the best players weren't stepping up and weren't playing their hardest to fill. I mean, 13 points in a closeout game from Jason Tatum. All we talked about was Jason Tatum, and all I saw was Marcus Smart, it felt like. So I don't know if that's me not watching enough of the Celtics or if that's the way that they play basketball in that period of time and they thought it'd be successful or... What I'm saying is true, and they strayed away from their best players, and they didn't play their brand of basketball at all, except for in what was it game game one? They played, they whooped them game one, and I was sitting there saying Celtics in four, bro, and Al Horford's going to be the Finals MVP after his game. Al Horford fell off. Who's the Who's the guy that uh, Grant Williams? Grant Williams. I mean, where was he, man? There was a lot of players. You're sitting there looking at the Celtics. And it's like, where were you? And I'm sure if we were to pull up the stats of the Warriors, there's a few that we can look at. I don't know how Jordan Poole played. You know, Jordan, I, Jordan Poole had his games. He he did what he needed to when when they won. Um, I would say Kavon Looney, even some games. That, that that's the difference right there. Yeah. I mean, you first of all, Jason Tatum. He he didn't show up this series. I mean, flat out, just didn't show up. The best game he probably had was that game one because he had 13 assists. But you got to do better than that, man. Um, Jalen Brown tried. He tried. But ultimately, Jason Tatum is that guy that needs to, that will, needs to lead the team to victory. Um, and like you said, Grant Williams, really a no-show, honestly. Didn't really leave his mark like he did against Milwaukee. Um, White. White had a few sporadic moments, but didn't really 
contribute the way he but probably do you, okay do you think the role players were the difference or do you think it was the stars because i think the stars the consistency you saw of the warriors in comparison to consistency out of the like the main starters the the, the guys that are going to get you the buckets they're going to carry the game the consistency wasn't there on the boston side it was there on the on the warriors side and if you have that consistency going the role players matter less on whether or not they're doing as much now it's more i i feel i feel like if we're pointing out a kavon Looney an hour for to Derek White. It's like we're beating around the bush to the fact that I think it's just plain and simple. Jason Tatum at 13 points in a must-win game in the finals. That's 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 a problem. I'm I'm not gonna let you call the Boston inconsistent because they were pretty consistent with those turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> and those turnovers killed them, dude. There was there was no way they would win with that many turnovers, dude. Every no. time they they started getting the ball rolling, turnover. Something started bad. Something started happening good for them, turnover, bad call, ref. It was just, dude, having somebody like JT and JB, that turnover prone throughout the whole playoffs, no, that's, that's not a good run for them. Ho- hopefully they, they, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard to say they'll grow out of it because right now that's who they are. I mean, they've been pretty turnover prone. They just need to learn how to be a little bit more careful with the ball. And, I mean, they got a good team, though. They do have a good team, man, and they'll be back. I, I, I seriously believe that. I mean, if we see, all you got to do is learn from this. And if you, if you learn from this and you develop, and next year you come in with a game plan and you execute, you're going to make it back. I mean, they're, they're a great Eastern Conference team. Now, you're going to have the Milwaukee's, the Miami's, and whoever else you want to throw into that conversation you have to get through. But, I mean, or we could talk about Durant and what's going on over there in, in Brooklyn, so... I, I guess that's why I subconsciously didn't mention that. But you're going to have to go through those Milwaukee's. And yeah, you have a chance of making it back. But I mean, how the the Middleton injury in that series was so massive. I seriously think if he wasn't injured, I don't think the Golden State Warriors win the finals, dude. Like, it's it, Giannis almost beat the Celtics by himself. That's crazy. So is Boston going to be back? I'd like to believe so. You take what you learn, or you learn from this experience, you apply it, you execute next year. But man, if you got to go up against Chris Middleton, who's healthy, and Giannis next year, assuming that their roster is you know similar to what it is this year, talent wise or skill wise, it's going to be a tough ask. I just that's that's where I stand, man. But I loved the Boston series. I love them getting back. I thought it was really cool that we had this historic franchise and all of the narratives around that in the finals breaks, like in the little conversation breaks, you'd see the really the Bill Russell's, the old players that were posted there. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing Boston, a different team in the finals. So how does this impact Steph's legacy now that he is a finals MVP? I, it, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, I think first of all it was well deserved um, I think it's I don't know dude Andrew Wiggins was putting up a tough tough competition you know what I mean what did Steph have in game 5 or 4 was it like 42 points or something like that he went bonkers so that was enough for me man like it, when you have a team like the old Golden State Warriors with 4 or 5 all stars then yeah you need to string together a couple great games but I mean, we were all talking about it. We knew they were going to give it to him regardless. That was just how it was going to be. It didn't matter. He, he could have. He had that one game, that forty-point game. That's that's all he needed. As long as he didn't have a total meltdown, he won. So he just he just needed one game with like yeah. at least 30, 32, 33. Yeah. Like hit some three, hit five, six, seven threes. And- yep, yep, exactly. So how does the impact his legacy? Well, it's funny. I was watching the U.S. Open and this this guy, Matt Fitzpatrick, won. And everybody's like, who's Matt Fitzpatrick? And he gets up there and he says, I'm really happy to get this monkey off my back. So they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is he saying there's a monkey on his back? Nobody knows who you are. That's something that Steph Curry would say in this instance. I'm happy that Steph Curry got this monkey off his back, right? This, is, this has been something that's haunted him for years since Andre Iguodala won it over him, which is insane to me still, but... 
you know, history is history, whatever you might say. Uh, I think this is great for him. I think it puts him clear cut number two point guard of all time. No questions asked right behind Magic Johnson. I mean, who else can you throw in that in, in that conversation? I've done a good amount of looking around and I, I can't really come up with somebody who would be, you know, worth a conversation unless I'm forgetting somebody. Help me if I am. Steve Nash. <sighs> Jason Kidd. No, no. Westbrook. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So there is nobody. So he is a clear cut number two. Was he not a clear cut number two before this though? I think more of the conversation I've been seeing is that he's now like a possible top 10 player ever, which I think is more the debate than anything. Cause it, I, I don't know if there was really a rival after he won his third chip and he passed, you know, sh- greatest shooter of all time, all that. I, I just feel like that he was number two to begin. I, I don't know if he'll ever pass magic, but nobody, maybe nobody will ever pass magic, but he's certainly changed the game. And I don't know if he's a top 10 player. What do you think, David? Or you can answer the legacy if you don't want to put a number to it. <laughs> is he a top 10 player? That's tough. Yep. That is, that's a loaded question. Um, his legacy. I mean, he got that. Now, the thing is, it's like, I feel like realistically, it didn't do anything. We knew who Steph Curry was. We knew what he was capable of. It's just now on Twitter, the people that say the number one argument is, well, he doesn't have a finals MVP. Now you just, they just don't have that argument. But other than that, I mean, my opinion of him hasn't changed. Like he didn't do anything that I hadn't seen him do before, except obviously it was in the finals. But I mean, it, I get what it, you're saying. Like, I know what you're it, saying. Like, he's yeah. he, he's not like the fact that he won this championship doesn't change like who he is. That's why I was saying, like, I don't know if before this he was not the number two guy on and point guard of all time. So I agree with you. Like, it is something that like the definition of getting this monkey off his back for the Twitter people. It's in the Wikipedia page now. It is official. I mean, he is a finals. He has a finals MVP. So that's great for his legacy for sure. But as far as like, is he all of a sudden being vaulted ahead of players or people? I don't really view it that way. Like if anything, when we're talking top 20 players, cause I would definitely consider him a top 20 player of all time. He might've jumped a couple steps up, but mainly because he just got additional hardware, but it's not for any other reason. It's not like he did anything that was spectacular. You know, he led his team. That was the better team, the more experienced team to a championship. Like he needed to do this. This was after Durant left. This was the monkey on his back. So I don't know if if it really I agree with you. It doesn't really change my perception of him, except for the fact that now in arguments when we're talking or discussions, when we're talking about rankings of players of all time, he has that hardware that can back that conversation. So I agree with you. I think that's that's a good point. It's it's. It's hard to say, though, because I like how you said it. It's just it, it, the way, like, unless you're thinking about it that way, it sounds completely hypocritical. Like, this really didn't do anything. Like, he didn't really do anything, even though he just won a championship. Like, I get yeah, what you're I, saying, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't want to... I'm not trying to shit on the guy. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, he didn't do anything. You're more it's shitting just, on Boston, if anything. Like, he didn't do anything. I guess, yeah. What If I he guess. had beaten Milwaukee... That would have been more impressive, yay. I think just any team that put up a little bit more of an offensive con- fight, yeah. A, just a just a contest. You know, I felt <sighs> like I feel like you had the first game, which um the miraculous comeback. Um they went one one. And then I believe it, it's just like it wasn't if you look at each game individually, like which game was actually competitive throughout the whole thing? That's my thing. And so yeah, I feel like, and, 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 and it's, and it's not Steph's fault, but that kind of just dilutes some of it, I guess you could say. So because there wasn't like drama to it, there wasn't like, no contest though is like, 
really shitting on Boston. Like, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm just no, saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, the games that Boston won is, like, Boston just outright just fucking yeah. demolished. The games Golden State won, vice versa, except Golden State did it four times. Boston only did it twice. That's kind of the nature of the game, though, right? Like, when you get hot from three, like, you you put up, you know, four or five in a row, man. That's, you know, you're getting towards 20 points. <laughs> that's That's quite a bit. So... I think that's just the nature of the game now. It's not it, it's not grabbing offensive rebounds and putbacks and all that sort of game that it used to be, which I, I still love. Now it's more of a three-point shooting contest. And so you can see these blowouts just build over the course of a couple minutes. I just, I just don't remember it being this bad last year. I don't know what the difference is. That, that's a good point because it wasn't really like this last year, but the Golden State Warriors weren't in it last year. So they lost in the playing game to Memphis. But so just in, 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 the, in the playoffs in general, all, you know, there's a lot, especially in the conference finals. Conference finals, there's a lot of blowouts. Yeah, there was. A lot of blowouts. It was horrible. Um, trust me, as a, as a better, it was just an atrocious time because – it's hard to bet on games when blowouts are happening, but oh, you don't know who's fine. gonna you don't know who's gonna get blown out. So it it was just it was just a weird postseason. Um, I think uh, we need to put the 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 light the signal the bat signal the LeBron signal. We need LeBron back in the playoffs. I think that's what. The issue is that's when when I get sad when I get sad about Golden State winning this title, I just put on the little highlight video of the 2016, and I, I feel better again. I the playoffs have ended, and I will say that I missed LeBron James in these playoffs, hundred percent. I I genuinely did. He, how can you not, dude? He's such a freak. He's so good, and he's so fun to watch. How do you not enjoy watching him? So of course I miss him, and he he is the great neutralizer. I mean, or the great dominator, whatever you want to call him, if you're in the Eastern Conference. But he, he we'll see. We'll count, see what happens next year. You can't count him out ever, like, never, ever. Um, Two people you never bet against: Tom Brady and LeBron. Never. I can't wait for. Uh, I sent you. I don't know if you saw. I sent you that video I, I ran into on Twitter of the 2016 whole like dramatic like comeback and dramatic form and stuff i'm like man i'm so ready for that once he retires that lebron documentary is gonna be fire and i'm just like sitting there looking at this like i can't believe we witnessed this like this is probably one of the greatest moments in like nba like masterful achievements in nba history and we witnessed it but i felt like especially for me personally at the time i was just more of like yeah, LeBron James, Cleveland, this is for you. But now, like, looking back at it, I'm like, dude, what did this man just do? Because it's kind of hard in the moment, especially when LeBron was going back to back to back to back finals. You just kind of expect it like, oh, yeah, this is the norm. But now as we go years down the road, it's kind of like, wait, this isn't the norm. (laughs) It's kind of like that Golden State team. When they brought yeah. in KD, I was looking at it, it's like, and then you have the KD, Harden, and Kyrie, and you have other combinations that you try, and nobody has really ever been that, you know, at least at least recently. That was, I mean, that was a team, man. I remember watching them play, and it was same same kind of story. You'll never see anything like it. I mean, that combination. They had five starting all all stars, five. All-star starting at one point. DeMarcus Cousins, he had been injured, but he was an all-star the previous year. All five starting. Insane. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for LeBron to come back either. I think it'll be fun. Let's talk about a little bit. Uh, there's some news today about Kyrie and the Nets. What was the word they used? Impasse? Coming to an impasse, I believe, was the word they used on his contract. Um the only fun part about this conversation is not the analytics or the breakdown of the contract. It's where's Kyrie going to go? <laughs> He's going to be in Brooklyn, bro. You'd think so? Yeah. I don't know anything that happened today. How many games did he what? play last year? Look that up. 36. Did he? I've heard something like he's played 120-something games over like three seasons or four seasons or something. 
Was it? Is it thirty six? Twenty nine games last year. Yeah. So he wants it, pull pull it up for me, but I think he wants the supermax, right? That's like that's the deal. Is he's he's upset because he's not getting the supermax, and they're kind of looking. Well, at I him mean, like, you got to show up for work. <laughs> well, I mean, in order to get the supermax, you got to be All NBA first team. Mm. Last time I checked, he wasn't. Well, the max. The I I don't think you can get the supermax unless you're with your like your drafted team. I think that was no, no, no. uh, You have to you have to be all NBA. I think first team, second team in order Uh, to that supermax. That's why these guys, when you see them, that's why it's so crucial when that all NBA first team comes out. You're like, ooh, these guys are going to get paid a lot of money very soon. Interesting. Yeah, so he's eligible for five year, two hundred and forty eight. You paying him? No. David, how old is he? Early thirties, right? Yeah, it's like thirty two. Is what I'm gonna guess. I don't even think he's that old. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Barely thirty. Five years. I mean, you can get good. You can, that's a good five years. Not not, know, the, not the best five years, but I mean, it's, you can get a good five. I mean, he's not 32, so he's not 37. Uh, 35 is like, nah, I mean, I would expect him to produce from this time until he's like 33 and a half, you know, 33, 34. You still got um, good years out of him. Not it's kind of like, like the evil that you don't know. Like, you don't know where you're going to get with him. Is he going to play? Is he going to be in the mood to play? He's, he's saved up a lot of games for the latter half of his career. Played 29 last year. True. You got 52 games he saved up. You still got 52 more. I don't know. There's a rumor that, that there's a couple teams, and one of them is Lakers. Mm. I just don't see us giving up or having enough assets to give up for them. Straight but. up trade. Russ for Kyrie. Oh, don't do it. Please don't <laughs> do it. The double reunion? Nah, that would be bro. wild. How wild would that be? I actually got somebody that could... Hit that shot, you know. Uh, shut yo. I mean, shut up, Kyrie. How bad is KD looking today or this weekend? You have somebody like Steph that did it again with. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah with pieces. They're they're good players, but I mean, they're not James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Oh. They're not that. They're not that Brooklyn team that was like assembled like the fucking Marvel squad, dude. Bro, he didn't give a shit. Legit, dude. The, the Brooklyn Nets were legit. That the number that that ten you see at the club, and you go up to her, and she's just dumb as rocks. Like <laughs> everything that you thought you're about to get out of this girl, just nothing, dude. Okay, you get do it. Awesome. That's that's what Katie's dealing with right now. It's not a bad analogy. I don't disagree with you either. I don't know. I don't think Kevin Durant cares as much about winning as uh, the other competitors. I think that's been made clear. Like we've talked about that extensively. Um, I, I think a clear cut reason or show of that is you wouldn't be with another all star, another superstar that played 29 games last year. Like I know the COVID stuff was going on and, I think that was it, wasn't it? Did he really not play fifty-two games for just the COVID? He he had some he had an injury. It was mental didn't he? health. Yeah, there was a mental health thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he took the games off for his mental health. I'm never going to insult anybody for their mental health taking that off. That's I mean, if he feels he needs to do that, then I support that. He came back and I, balled out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, however, when you're asking for two hundred and forty or whatever billion dollars, it's it's. It's hard to uh, justify it as not only the owner paying him when you when your track record. I mean, seriously, look up the. I heard the number for the last three years. It's in like the hundreds. Like he hasn't even played close to the percentage or close to the amount of games he should. Um, so when you have that factored in, I just think K he knows what he got, man. Like he he is Kyrie is a, a great player, and when he retires, we are going to look back and just ask the one question: What if, man? Like. What if he dedicated 100% to basketball and he was there every day and he was playing every game and he was doing everything like, like what if he was like Kobe? What if he had that Mamba mentality, right? Like that, 
Kyrie has some of the skills that we've never seen and we may never, ever see again. So there'll always be that what if. But as a management team, as a business owner, I'm not paying him $240 million over five years, man. He played 29 games last year. And he was talking about how he doesn't need a head coach. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pay this guy $200 million. He's going to be the most important or the second most important person in my franchise. You know, him and KD. I, I'm not doing that, man. I'm I'm figuring out where he can go. I heard Lakers. I heard Clippers. Mm-hmm. How would how would how does this sound? Portland and Dame Lillard coming to Brooklyn. How about how does that sound? I have no idea the logistics. I love throwing these out there because I. You ever do like the NBA like Matt or the the manager and you try and do the trade and it's like your salary cap, your luxury taxes, eighty billion dollars. It's like, well, I just wanted Katie and LeBron on the same team, bro. That's Good luck with that one. Yeah, but but Alex, I want I want to I want us to have a discussion about something actually more interesting, surprisingly, than Kyrie Irving and the mm. Brooklyn Nets, which is what's going on right now with the PGA Tour versus Live Golf and mm. whatnot. Because I think it's. Like you said earlier, it's it's really interesting what's going on. And it's like, it's really something we've never seen before, I guess you could say, um, in, in the sports world. Uh, you never see, you know, the NFL actually being legit challenged or the NBA or anything like that. Um, but I probably don't know the details. Can you give us the, the background of, quick background of what all is going on? with the live golf. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can give you all of it, but I can give you, I I will present it as if it's like, look, it's really interesting. So I know Saudi Arabia got that money and they throwing it. Oh yeah. Look it up. Look at the contracts. Phil got paid like 300 million. DJ got paid like 300. All 17 guys. They're all like top contenders, man. It's like, imagine if, Kyrie, LeBron, all these guys just decided I'm going to go play in China and we didn't get the broadcast of the games or you had to go online and go watch it. And all of a sudden they're getting paid like six, seven times, eight times, actually, sorry, hundred times what they would normally get paid because the purse for the U S open, one of the four major (laughs) championships in the PGA and the professional golf association, the purse was $11.75 million. The purse, the total amount paid out. You'd have to check for me the winner. I think the winner ended up getting like three. And Wait, so correct me if if I'm wrong, but isn't the uh, the four majors, aren't they unaffiliated yes. with the PGA Tour? So technically, uh, Dustin Johnson, didn't some yes. of them from Live compete in the yes. U.S. Open? Yes, a lot of them. And it was like, and they asked a lot of questions. A lot of the reporters were really interested. But yeah, so that's the interesting part is, um, so there's different tours in professional golf. So the European and the PGA will just use those two. So they have tournaments throughout the year that you can compete in and gain points, gain you know money, uh, gain notoriety, whatever. And you and you can build up into these majors and qualify for these majors as well. So the majors are not associated with any individual tour. So a European Open tour player can come play in the U.S. Open. There's not a restriction in that. So they're not they're not affiliated with the European Open. The British Open or the the Open is what they call it is not affiliated with the European Open. It's it's its own thing. It's That's own entity. They yeah. they are all their own entity. Yes. So when the PGA Tour, what they did is all the the seventeen guys when they left, they said you cannot play in PGA Tour events. Now everybody was freaking out because there was majors coming up, and they didn't realize that PGA Tour events just meant the week on like week to week events. The shell Houston Open. Exactly, exactly. So these guys can still play in the U.S. Open this past weekend or in the Open that's coming up next month or the PGA Championship. They just play in their live golf tournaments. And anybody, if you ask anybody, go back and watch old Tiger just conversations or interviews. He'll say, like, you know, do you care more about the wins or do you care more about the majors? Like Jack Nicholas, like I think 72 wins or do you care about like the majors? And he's like, majors, majors. He doesn't care. Majors. Brooks Kepka is one of the top golfers in the world. He is known. He says, I don't even like golf. I just show up because I'm good at it, and I only play majors. 
He only plays PJ Tour events because he has to qualify for the majors. He does like that. That is how important the majors are. It doesn't like you, you, the Dell, like, you know, whatever in, in uh, Dallas or like you're saying the, the Chevron Houston or Shell Houston open, like these are great tournaments, but they're PGA tour tournaments. So you have European tour players that would have played in the U S open this past weekend that are going back to Europe and going to play in a European tour event this weekend. And then there's a PGA tour event. And then there's also a live golf tour. I think it's this, this week, actually. I think I think there's another one this weekend. You have to double check me. It might be next weekend. But it's really interesting because the PGA obviously has been like the monopoly. It's almost like the NFL. So this is the comparison I was going to make is you have the USFL that's coming out right now. And the USFL is clearly like way, way, like multiple floors below the NFL, right? There is no incentive for an NFL player to go play in the USFL. There's none. Now, let me explain to you this. What if the USFL came by, and let's just say the contracts for the NFL, let's keep it simpler, $10 million. USFL comes out, and it's $100 million for a contract. Instead of 17 games, we're going to have you play six. And by the way, they're only, it's just half games. That's like, so you get paid 10 times the amount that you're getting paid right now. You play half the amount that you're playing, not only week like week by week preparation, but also when you get to the event, you're playing less than half of what you would normally play. And we're going to play t- pay you 10 times. Everybody's like, yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm taking that. <laughs> Why would you? Because yeah. think about it, man. Like in the, the PGA is so unique in the way that each week it's similar. Actually, it's very similar to UFC. Like each week matters so much. So like winning matters so much. You only get paid if you win. That, that's a lot of the similarities I was getting yes, with when I, I, I watched a segment on first take, uh, who do you Michael know who Will, was, it's not Wilbon. It's Michael. I know he's a, he's the, a good Amer- one. Now. America's America's caddy or whatever. Yeah, he's great. That guy, he, he came on and he was really good. Uh, he was explaining a lot of stuff and when he was explaining all of it, it was crazy. Cause the, I immediately went like, dude, this is, as if UFC, somewhat similar, but not really because UFC isn't a monopoly. They're just the biggest one. Yeah. Whereas PGA Tour is like the biggest one. And one of yeah. the things that really caught me was when he said that the PGA Tour, if you're a part of the PGA Tour, you don't even have access to your NIL. No, you don't. Which, is, which baffled me. Yep. I didn't know that. I did not know that at all. Dude, the PGA, like there was, I think, 73 or 9,300 players that were trying to qualify for the U.S. Open. They have qualifiers like I can go out and try and qualify for the U.S. Open. So think about that. Like if I go out there and I, I don't know, worship, like pray the devil the night before and give me the gift of playing golf and I go out there and tear it up for two weeks. You know, that that's like you can qualify for the U.S. Open is I, I don't know the specifics of it. I don't know if I could actually do that. But you you can technically go and play in a qualifier. So that really puts the onus on the top players. And where I was getting at is when you compare like that NFL and USFL, you think about these guys that go over and they just have to play. It's it's a shotgun start, which means everybody starts at the same time on a different hole. So there's no waiting period. And it makes it honestly better because the conditions that everybody plays in the same conditions. So it's not like a morning and an evening condition, right? Like sometimes yeah. it'll get rain and it'll be softer or something like that. So it's different. It makes a big difference on on what time you play. So that's that's a big thing. And then it's but, only three days. So you only play to, 54 holes. To continue your your kind of metaphor you have going on. The thing is you get to play for the USFL, make more money, play less. And at the end of the day, you still get to compete in the Super Bowl. Yes. So think about the the angle I'm coming from this is all of these things are being said because when you're a PGA prospect, like you're trying to make it on the tour, the mental toll it takes on you that you have to win. Like you cannot miss this shot. You cannot miss this putt. You will not get paid. You have to get like I, I, he, he outlined it this morning. I actually watched some of it and he said like paying $5,000 for the entry fee. Then you got four tournaments and you got to pay their Bahamas and this and that. You're like $40,000, $30,000 in debt before yeah. you even play. Yeah. And you have to win to get paid. Like you don't get paid if you're 25th. You don't get paid. Yeah. You get paid a fraction if you're 10th. 
but you could be over the course of three days, you might have to shoot 18 under over the course of three days. That's three days of consi- or four days, sorry, four, four days of consistent golf that you have to play really, really well. So the reason that I'm huge on this is because you think about, and it's very similar in the UFC, the mental toll it takes on you to every, I'm not going to get paid like these middle guys. I'm not going to get paid if I don't win. Like I have to go out and win. Or if you come back and you lose, like imagine that, like you can't pay for your, I don't know, like your rent, <laughs> like yeah. name something that's coming up. So that's something that is really unique in this is, okay, you're not only paying them more, there's no television rights. Like you have to go online. So they almost, I don't know how they're going to generate money, but they'll do it somehow. I also think they have an endless amount of money. So they'll just keep paying people. <laughs> I think uh, one of Stephen A's points that I actually really liked was that he said that the problem is people, pretty much the, the players that left the PGA Tour and went to live golf are being pretty much shitted on. Yeah. Um, when really people should be looking at the PGA tour is like, there's a reason these people are leaving. What mm. is it? What is wrong with your system? What is wrong with this essential monopoly you got going on? And it's funny because nobody really paid attention to it because it was just, that was the status quo. That's just what you knew. It was just the PGA tour. Mm. But now that live golf comes into the mix, now it puts a spotlight on the PGA tour. It's kind of like, all those flaws that we never saw before are starting to come out. And that's why they're just in, in not just in sports, but in business and life in general, competition is always the best yeah. because then it makes you become better. PGA tour. They've been status quo for years because they're the only ones they ain't got to worry about nobody. But now it's like, Oh, live golf. Now imagine if Live Golf actually gets a network deal. Ooh, it's uh, it's very possible, man. I mean, the U.S. government is doing business with the Saudis. We are buying gas from the Saudis. Like it is not out of the realm of possibility. The idea that you know the U.S. or the PGA or anybody would not do business with the Saudi Arabians is like total bullshit. So it's very possible they could get a network deal and. It's it's interesting to watch when you see these tours like the when you watch the majors, if you even put it on and they mention it, all of the commentators shit them all. They all talk shit about all the new players, everything, because they're all PGA Tour commentators. You will never hear a good thing out of it. And they'll all shit on them like, yeah, they're taking like dirty money or, you know, that's not real competition. They don't really play golf for, you know, the sport. Like all these ridiculous things that are being said. It's like, no, dude, like you take 300 mil and you don't have to stress another day in your life. Like, think about that. Yeah. What? Guys who go through years, years of tearing themselves down and stressing, like, I'm not good enough. I'm not winning. I can't pay my bills. And then you're telling me these guys are going to take a $200 million contract and you're going to like ostracize them? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You can't get, get mad at somebody for getting the bag. And like, you got, you got some guys like McElroy that come out and they're, you McElroy, know, yeah. Mac- McElroy, my bad. Gotcha. No, I like that you tried McElroy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rory out here, you know, I guess spokesperson, you know, he has the yeah. PGA all in his mouth. So he's like, yeah, defending it. But it's like, dude, you're the, you're one of the top players. You're probably exactly. making, you're probably making like $125 million and, what no, not. he pointed and, that out. Like, what's his name on first take about? The, yeah, yeah, he signed the Nike deal, and Rory is now he took that stand, and the PGA is behind him. And I mean, they're showing infographs of Rory, and they've got you know highlights of him in the halftime or the in the breaks, the commercial breaks. I mean, they love him now because they're just boosting up. Like, this is the guy. This is the guy. Because Tiger's not there anymore, and Phil's gone. So who is it? Is it JT? Justin, mm-hmm. Justin Thomas? Like it, it's it's Rory. Rory's always been there. Rory has been. Rory's got to be in his 30s now, and he is a damn good golfer. I love watching Rory. But yeah, he has taken a serious stance, and it is a little distasteful. And and Dan Orlovsky was like, you know, you grow up. You know, I grew up. I wanted to play in the NFL. I didn't want to play in XFL or anything. You grow up wanting to play in the NFL. You you're a golfer. You grow up, you want to play in the PGA Tour. Like, that's the equivalent, blah, 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 whatever. It's just the, the history behind it and whatnot. But I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, 
no, there's the history behind, you know, the masters, the U S open, all those, you can still be a part of that and Mm -hmm. live golf. Like, who as cares? long as you qualify, no, you have to qualify for the majors. That's the big deal. So I'm not sure how it works out live golf wise, like qualifying points, because there's a whole point system on like you have to place a certain amount in order to get invited or qualify for these tournaments. So it may not count because it, there's like a team structure and whatnot with live golf. It's very different. It's very different. They mentioned something about uh, world points. That's yeah. what they go off of world points and they don't get world points over yep. there at live golf. They do not. I, um, I did read that they are trying to apply for that though. Yeah. That'd be interesting. FedEx, FedEx world cup points. Yeah. So they have like, you get when you play in PGA events, I'm not sure if it's European tour. I know it's PGA, but you play in PGA tour events and you accumulate FedEx world cup points. And that creates the number one player in the world. So right now it's Scotty Scheffler because he won the masters and he's, he won like, he he won like four of his first six or something tournaments. Like it was, it's this stupid number. Like he went on a crazy run. So he's number one, but that's how it works is they like you gain points. And then at the very end, it's a PGA tour event. And it's like the FedEx cup championship. And it's supposed to be the number one player in the world wins that and yada, yada. So it's just another, you know, it's not a major, so it's not, you know, the biggest deal in the world. But it is like, yeah, I mean, it has a tradition, you know. The Ryder uh, yeah. Cup is another really interesting point in this. I heard that uh, PGA Tour has also went out of their way to up all the, uh, just the amounts for everything they got. Like you said, the FedEx Cup standings and whatnot, first place, they up the... I hope so. The, the winnings and stuff, some some of that nature. But it's just, honestly, it's one of the, it's insane. So um, let me let me ask you this. If this is the UFC and you have Dana White in the UFC, and we've actually, this is a great example because we've heard a lot of talk about how much the UFC guys get paid. There's been <laughs> conversations about that. But like, regardless of what it is, I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but there's been conversations. There's another league that starts and is similar to Live Golf, paying them out of, the, out of the wazoo. It's, you know, questionable in the, in the mainstream media, yada, yada. How like how do you view that? Like how how do you view? My question was, how does UFC fix that problem? Like how does the PGA Tour fix the problem of getting these players incentivized to come back? Do you pay them more? Do you give them more incentive in some form or fashion? Like how do you how would you do that in the UFC or in the PGA? Um, UFC, it, it's kind of hard because it's di- different man running the show. Dana White, Dana White is. He is a boss man of all boss boss mans. Like he, there's been a lot of talk. There's talk pretty much every other week about fighter pay in the UFC and whatnot. And the difference is with the UFC, there are other MMA organizations, Bellator. Uh, you got the PFL now, um, one championship, et cetera, et cetera. But we all know who the best of the best fight at they fight it for the ufc that is the biggest promotion in the world um so i think that's what that's kind of what i feel like pga tour is kind of doing differently they're they're very uh people are exposing their holes and dana white would be like yo we're doing a great thing over here we got businesses booming like we got the greatest fighters here. Um, we got putting on the best shows. And the thing is like, I guess the difference would be golfers, their contracts are publicized. Whereas fighters, they're not unless the fighter puts it out there. But most of the time fighters don't put it out there. And Dana White explicitly says these fighters sign a, whatever it is where they don't want their contract getting out publicized. Mm-hmm. and whatnot so i think it, it's mainly comes down to the head honcho dana white doesn't he stands his ground and he knows what he's bit what he's built and if you want to go somewhere else if you want to go to a bellator all right go we got i got plenty of other i got a roster full of fighters great fighters n- n- next man up yeah See, and, and i think he put it great by saying that ufc is the, like the best promotion so, like, yeah, if they go to Bellator and they make, like, let's say a couple million more just for that fight, 
It's not a better promotion. So like you get somebody like Sean O'Malley who's making buku money besides UFC just because of like his name that he's getting out there just from oh I've seen him somewhere I've seen him on the UFC. So I, I think that's that's a big difference though just because they're getting highly promoted being on UFC. So mm. yeah, maybe maybe he uses that as an advantage of like man you know what like I'm not gonna pay you X amount I'm gonna pay you this amount but your face is gonna be on this TV and everybody is watching this tv just because it says ufc as for golf if you don't win you don't win dude that's that's insane yeah, yeah and, and so the question get... still stands like what 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 would you do if you're the pga tour you have no control over the majors and your players are leaving your top players are leaving it kind of helps your base honestly the middle base that was hurting it kind of helps them in a way those those are the people that are hurting the people that don't win every week but maybe win like you know, once every two years or something like that. They're like a top 10 once a year, top 10 twice a year. Those guys live tough. They they are stressed. Those guys are stressed. It, it's it's just hard because of the foundation. The foundation, it's kind of like when I when you describe that, I see a, a skyscraper. And but the thing is, like this foundation is already barely put together, and you, mm. all the all the levels just are bare, kind of just standing there, barely put together. You know, they've been holding up for a while, and you're trying to like ask them, ask how are they supposed to rebuild it without crashing it down? That's kind of how I see it in my head when you at, when like you ask that. when you ask that, and it's just there's there's no there's no good response. There's no perfect response to that because it's just, they already have all these years, decades. I don't even know how much, how long the PGA tour has been going on, but the foundation has been set. It's been built over all these decades and it's just, it's set up to a certain way that I don't know how much more they, they can do to improve their situation because they kind of put themselves in the corner. Um, I, I kind of related to when uh, the Madden series started going down, when they started like hopping on next-gen consoles because they built on the PS2, they built the foundation, the coding so shitty, like barely put together to the point where it's like they had to redo the whole thing, like just get rid of the game, make it plain, simple, because they couldn't just keep building with sticks and straws pga tour i feel like the only way really i mean i don't know i don't know because i don't know i'm not too informed about pga tour and what all goes in and out of there but that is the main difference the ufc dana white build a foundation in which he is the best promotion no matter what he has all the eyes he has people like me buying their pay-per-view paying 80 bucks a month Every month, sometimes twice a month, because in July there's two pay per views. Yay. But so I think you answered the question though in a way that I like. It's uh, promotion. Like if you're able to promote some of those middle tier players, like there's only one John Daly, there's only one Tiger Woods. But how many Sean O'Malley's or Conor McGregor's or all? I mean, I could keep going on the list of all these different, just very what's the word demonstrative, like very extroverted characters that are so brought to life through the UFC. Like that's a great way. And I think they're actually taking strides to do that through the Netflix show. They're going to do a similar to formula one, like a follow players through for golf. It's coming out next year. It's gonna be really, I think it's going to get a lot of people interested. Uh, And that's why I'm so like, this is my number one focus in sports right now, because between that release and what's going on right now, there ha- there's going to be so much that happens about how to attract players back to the PGA Tour and the fans because the fans, like, I'm looking at it and all these guys are shaming them and I'm sitting there like, man, like, you're not going to take that money? Like, you're, you know, high and mighty. Like, you're not going to take this money? Come on, bro. Like, we're not talking about a million dollars. We're talking about two, three hundred million dollars. I mean, that is... That's generation on generation, like multiple down. That's not Guar- you. Isn't it guaranteed up front? Oh God, I don't know. Please, I was check, hearing, I was hearing some re- I was hearing some rumblings about guaranteed money, like up front. 
I mean, these Saudis, these Saudis, dude, these Saudis got money. Yeah. And that's, and that's scary for PGA because, dude, these guys, they got money and they don't care about losing it. No, that's right. Like, there's, they got even more. There's no, that's the argument that the PGA is making is like, they don't have a logical business like model. It's like, you don't understand these guys, like, they don't care. Like, they, they, they're paying these guys so much more money. I mean, you go into a business deal and I'm like, let's say I'm buying a quarter from you and I walk in, I'll go, I'm going to give you $25 for that quarter. Like, I just don't care about money at that point. Like, I'm not even looking at the value of what you're holding. I just am like, yeah, I'll just like 10x that for you and take it away. Is it guaranteed you're laughing at something? You know, you can't find it or. Oh, oh, there. I just picture them being like big babies. Like, I want it here. I yeah. want it here. <laughs> I want it here. That's like, but that's seriously, I mean, they, there's no, it's not like they paid them, you know, these guys are making 50 million. They paid them a hundred million. Like the, I don't know how much each of these guys were individually making at least through the PGA tour. That's the important thing is you can't look at with Phil, the KPMG and the Callaway and the Workday, all the different little sponsors he has. Can't look at that. You have to look at his PGA Tour earnings because this is live golf. And I'm going to say, man, they straight up like 10, 20 X'd it. So that's just like, I mean, it's not like they 5 X'd it. It's not like they doubled it. They like, they really just put the, they curb stomped the PGA. That's what they did. And Bryson, honestly, wallet whopped them or wallet whipped them. Something like that. Bryson's Deschambeau's 100 mil is guaranteed. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, that's a lot of fuck you money, dude. Dude, and that's for great real. for him because he's got a swing that's like really vicious, and I think he's going to tear down relatively not soon, but like he will tear down quicker than other players because he swings so fucking hard. It's kind of like Tiger. Tiger just swings so hard it like hurts when I watch him swing. He used to at least. So that's good for him making that hundred mil because who knows what's going to happen with his career. He's a really great golfer though. It's interesting, man. Between like I said, now and that Netflix show releasing, it's going to be a really interesting time and. We're officially in dead time. I'm watching F1 and golf. That's all I'm watching. Uh, so is there any chance we can get you? Uh, I saw a commercial. Doctor Strange Two is coming on Disney Plus Wednesday. Any chance we can get you watch it on Wednesday? Yeah, I'll watch it. So, so we can finally talk about it. <laughs> the, the, I've got the Kenobi finale, and then the uh, the Doctor Strange Two movie. I'll see if I can fit it in my schedule. <laughs> we're, we're 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 doing the two fans a disservice because we haven't talked about Doctor Strange. Oh, we're really late now, but we can. Hey, uh, Thor, Thor, Thor's around the corner, so that's true. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the Marvel movies. More excited for the Kenobi finale. It's gonna be lit. It's rumored to be an hour and a half long. So excited. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, tonight, well. This will pass already, uh, two fans, if you're listening, but Game 3, Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not playoffs, but Stanley Cup finals. Then, boys, when you listen to this, two fans, Colorado Avalanche will be up 3-0. 3-0, because they, <laughs> they literally beat Tampa Bay 7-0 the other night. I was just like, oh, my goodness, bro. This is, is that an ass-whooping if I've ever seen one. Boys are too good. That's crazy. Uh, Alejandro don't even know. He's like low key. He he he, he kind of reminds me of a uh, some of the shit I pull on the podcast, Alex. Because he was like, because he when Jack was on here, he picked uh, he picked Tampa Bay and whatever, and then he texted me like, low key, I actually wanted the Avalanche to win. <laughs> like I just in my head, I really picked the Avalanche, but I just like oh, I said something different. <laughs> It's like you walk out of the test and you're like, man, that was the other. That was the other answer I was thinking. I did. I chose C, but I was really thinking about B, man. Right? Yeah, everybody's done that before. Yeah, man, but I, I, I even compared them to Boston, where like you really like Boston and you kind of hope them win. But like, man, Tampa Bay was is legit. Like, kind of like the Golden State of them of like the hockey. Well, they were fucking. <laughs> they're getting destroyed, dude. If is they're the bad? Golden State, the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche are like the freaking. Team LeBron All Stars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it legit was probably like five Isaiah Thomases against like five Shaquille O'Neal's, dude. It was embarrassing. They were wow. getting molly whopped around the eyes. It was pretty bad. Ouch. But, but fuck you, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do my best to uh watch that tonight. And then also Doctor Strange. We'll see if I can get around to that. Hopefully. Hopefully. 
two fans. You know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod at Slice Devils Podcast. If you want to follow David Cowboy Canella, myself Alex Declare, Mister Bombastic is our man behind the scenes helping us out. You can follow him on Twitter. Slice Devils Pod. If you didn't hear it before on Twitter, podcast on Instagram. We're also on YouTube and TikTok, and uh, we'll see you next time. Got Craig to leave.